Hello and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned through years of living on the road through research and experimentation so that if you're like me and you spend a lot of time away from home, you can not only survive but thrive even when you are out of your element. Today on the show we're going to talk about omega-3 fish oils, um, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, their benefits in the body, why you probably need more of them, how to get them, and how I personally practice uh, my own nutrition and supplementation when it comes to fish oil and omega-3s. As always, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, please leave us a review. Uh, That helps more people find the show, share it with your friends, and check out our YouTube page as well, youtube.com slash at the road coach podcast, so that you can see all of the studies and images that I bring up on the screen while I am talking. So this is a little bit less abstract for you. Also, if you'd like to support the show, please visit us at patreon.com slash the road coach podcast, where you can make a donation or become a subscriber for our show and help us continue to make more exciting content. We appreciate your comments and your suggestions. So if you have anything that you would like to see from the show or any guests that you would like to see come on the show, uh, please reach out to us as well. And we will do our best to uh, to do what you, the listener, would like to hear. Uh, So. Where do we start? Um, the first thing that I brought up today on omega-3 DHA or EPA, you might have heard as well um, of these molecules that make up our omega-3 um, fatty acid intake. Um, this is a uh, paper review from the journal Progress in Lipid Research, uh, and this review was published in July 2019, so it is very recent. Um, and I'm just going to go through the abstract quickly and then talk about why um, I started here, just to give you sort of an overview of uh, omega-3 fatty acids and why they're important. So um, the abstract, the, the paper itself is called Health Benefits of Dietary Marine DHA slash EPA Enriched Glycerophospholipids. And the abstract starts out um, talking about what DHA and EPA are. Um, so it's a typical feature of marine foods. They're rich in these DHA and EPA phospholipids. Um, DHA is um, an acronym that stands for docosahexaenoic acid. Uh, that's a mouthful. Don't try to tell that one to your friends, and or at least after a few drinks. And EPA stands for eicosapentaenoic acid. Um, So these omega-3 foods um, are very good for a multitude of different mechanisms within the body. They have a lot of health benefits as well. And in today's diet, um, typical North American or Western diet, we don't get enough of these these omega-3s. And we get a lot more omega-6. And as it turns out, the ratio for omega-6 to omega-3 is very important um, for achieving the health benefits. Or if you get too out of balance, um, there's a lot of negatives associated with too much omega-6 and not enough omega-3. So they talk here about how um, they have effects on brain function, on anti-tumor activity, lipid metabolism, and glucose metabolism as well. Um, And then they have a really, really cool graphical abstract here um, that just sort of outlines some of the really cool benefits here. Now they, they review um, a bunch of different papers within this review. I'm not gonna go through all of them. Um, one of the biggest ones that they talk about that I think is important is that it can uh, fish oil can promote brain cell development, improve learning, memory, and prevent neurodegenerative disease. But they talk about the ratios. So the, the, appro- the appropriate ratio, um, uh, omega-6 to omega-3, is two to one to five to one. So two times as much omega-6 as omega-3 with a maximum of five times as much. 
um, omega-6 to omega-3. Now, this is what they recommend based on the research. The World Health Organization recommends levels of 5 to 1 to 10 to 1. So they actually, um, the World Health Organization recommends a lot less omega-3 than what the research indicates is, is uh, beneficial. Um, and so that's important because um, often um, health organizations or overarching bodies are recommending things that are um, a balance of politically easy to accept, um, research-based, and then meeting somewhere in terms of, you know, real-life experience of the people that, that it governs and what's really possible. So the World Health Organization is giving you recommendations that may not be as strict as you should be for yourself, um, but because they can broadly reach a, a wider number of people, um, and they don't upset, you know, too many countries one way or another. Um, so just keep that in mind when you see these recommendations from large governing bodies. Now, to bring up the um, the um, uh, illustration that they have as part of this review, um, they talk about all of the benefits here. That's just a nice visual representation of what omega-3s do for you and why you should make sure that you're getting enough of them. Um, and caveat here, supplementation is, of course, not the only way to get your omega-3s. There's a lot of dietary um, ways to get it. It's just when you're on the road, it's very difficult to get those. So uh, I would highly recommend that um, you do supplement. I supplement personally, and, and I'll tell you um, what I use and why I use it uh, when we get to that point. So you can see here that um, DHA and EPA improves your brain function. Um, who doesn't need that in today's fast-paced world? Regulates your blood pressure. It is anti-inflammatory. Um, and Coincidentally, too high of an intake of omega-6 uh, creates an inflammatory response within your body. Um, so you need those omega-3s to balance out the inflammatory response of all the omega-6 that we get in our bodies, which you will see we consume a lot of it. Um, it regulates your glucose metabolism, which is something that everybody's talking about, you know, insulin response of food these days and, and why you should keep your carbs low and why you should intermittent fast and all those things. Um, but a properly regulated glucose metabolism system within your body is what helps you maintain your weight um, and your energy levels uh, and also um, helps you uh, prevent obesity of course. Um, fish oil improves your exercise and your training um, performance. It also protects against nephrotoxicity um, which is you know toxicity of your kidneys and then it also regulates your lipid metabolism. So if this is something if you're, if you're trying to um, properly metabolize your fats um, to turn them into energy and not store extra fat. Um, fish oil is very important for that as well. Okay, so that's just a good visual representation. If you like it, snapshot it and uh, snip it and keep it on your computer or keep it on your phone uh, to remind yourself why you need to get enough omega-3s. Um, so next up, this abstract is from uh, the Journal of Missouri State Medical Association and uh, it was published in the September-October issue uh, in 2021, issue 118, and it talks about the importance of maintaining a low omega-6 to omega-3 ratio for reducing the risk of autoimmune diseases, asthma, and allergies. And I've just highlighted uh, something from the abstract here to, to think about is up until 100 years ago, the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio has been around 4 to 1 or less. So we're getting four parts omega-6 to every one part omega-3 or less than that. However, the typical Western diet now provides an omega-6 to 3 ratio of approximately 20 to 1 in favor of omega-6. So much, much higher levels of omega-6 in relation to omega-3. And this predisposes to superphysiologic inflammatory responses and perpetuates chronic low-grade inflammation. Chronic inflammation 
is causing most of the disease in our world today. Um, and this is one of the best ways that you can combat those effects in your daily life is to make sure you're getting enough omega-3 fatty acid. So the overconsumption of linoleic acid, mainly from industrial omega-6 seed oils, and the lack of long-chain omega-3s in the diet creates a pro-inflammatory, pro-allergic, pro-thrombotic state, reducing your ratio. So get more omega-3s per every unit of omega-6 that you take in, particularly through reductions in the intake of refined omega-6 seed oil and increasing the intake of marine omega-3s, either through dietary means or supplementation, may be an effective strategy for reducing inflammation, allergies, and autoimmune reactions. Um, allergies and autoimmune reactions are on the rise um, exponentially in a lot of places in the world right now. Um, and this can potentially be one of the major causes of it is we're getting too much processed food and we're eating too much processed seed oil in our diet. Okay. So how do you figure out what your ratio is? Well, Here's, this is from Wikipedia, and I don't often like citing Wikipedia, but this is just a really good snapshot um, chart that you can visualize kind of what you're looking at. Um, so when you're looking at good sources of omega-3, um, it's, it's often in, in seafood, marine um, animals. So salmon, wild, raw salmon has an 11 to 1 omega-3 to omega-6 ratio. So you're getting 11 times as much um, omega-3 per unit of salmon than you are omega-6. So it's a good way to throw your, uh, your ratios in the right direction. Tuna also is huge. Mackerel is huge. The key here, though, if you look, is the difference between being canned in water. If you look at the tuna canned in water versus the tuna canned in oil, it's the exact opposite. So tuna itself has a 31 to 1 ratio of omega-3 to omega-6. But if it's canned in oil, it flips and it's a 13 to 1 ratio in favor of omega-6. So what you're eating and how it's processed is a very significant um, indication of whether or not you're getting the right nutrients from that food. So the best thing to do is don't have any of your seafood that is canned in oil or fried in oil. Um, and make sure that it's wild rather than farmed. Okay. Now, that's not as easy to figure out in most instances, um, but wild is always going to have a higher omega-3 content than farmed, typically, um, when, you're out, um, when you're out on the road and you're eating at restaurants. Um, herring is another good one, and mackerel, um, 13, uh, 10 to 1 for herring and 13 to 1 for mackerel in favor of uh, omega-3. Um, and then when they, they have a little chart here on nuts and seeds as well, you can see here that almonds, dry roasted almonds, have a 2,010 to 1 ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. So almonds are good for you for a lot of reasons, but they spike your omega-6 um, uh, levels. And so if you're eating almonds, for example, um, this, this has a serving size of 100 grams here. So that would be you know about 100 almonds. That's probably more than anyone would eat in a snack size, but cut that in a quarter, let's say 25 almonds for a snack, you've consumed 4,000 milligrams or four grams of omega-6, um, typically if you have 25 almonds. So if you want to keep your ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 low, or sorry, your, your omega-6 to omega-3 ratio low, let's say at four to one or less, which is what we had um, about 100 years ago in our, in our modern diet, then you have to consume a quarter of that four grams in omega-3 to balance it out. Okay, so that's just quick mental math there. So a quarter of four grams would be one gram of omega-3. Now, 
uh, one gram of omega-3. And as you can see here, if you go back up to salmon, for example, a four ounce portion of salmon is two grams, okay? So you have to eat basically a half of a, half of a restaurant portion of salmon to balance out 25 almonds, okay? Now, if you've also had a bunch of other nuts during the day, had some cashews, they're a very high omega-6 ratio. Hazelnuts, a very high omega-6 ratio. Uh, poppy seeds, pumpkin seeds. Um, if you're eating a lot of these nuts and seeds thinking they're healthy for you, yes, they are absolutely healthy for you for a lot of reasons. But how are you going to get your omega-3s back? Um, and chances are, if you're eating a typical Western diet and you're eating processed foods, snack bars, um, salads at restaurants, um, fried food, your omega-6 ratio is quickly going to get very, very high compared to omega-3, and you're going to have to supplement. So if we're going to supplement, what do we do? Well, um, I traditionally, for a long time, purchased the um, GNC uh, health food store brand omega-3. Um, I think... Uh, I think it's called omega-3 fish oil concentrate um, capsules. Um, and they have like an extra coating on them so that they don't dissolve quickly in your stomach. And then they, that way you can avoid um, like a fishy aftertaste or, or, um, um, or fishy burps as some people get. Um, the, um, they're a little bit on the expensive side. Um, so they're not necessary. You're not ne you don't necessarily have to go to that, that degree um, to get your supplementation. And they have, I believe it is 300 milligrams of EPA and 200 milligrams of DHA in each capsule. Um, so you're getting about you know, half a gram of omega-3s every time you take one of those capsules. Um, I recently just switched to the Life brand, which is a private label brand at Shoppers Drug Mart here in Canada, um, because they actually have a higher level of omega-3s per capsule and they're much cheaper. Um, so I've switched to that. I haven't noticed any, any fishy aftertaste or fishy, you know, burps anytime or uh, as of yet. Um, so time will tell, but, um, it's a much more concentrated form of omega-3s, uh, for less money. Um, and personally, I take capsules on the road because they're much easier to travel with than liquid. You can get omega-3 liquid um, easily and that's probably the cheapest form to do it where you can just add it to a drink or add it to food. Um, the problem with that is it's very hard to travel with liquids nowadays and you don't want to you don't want to use up all of your liquid content getting through airport security just because of one supplement because if uh, if you're listening to this podcast you probably got a number of supplements that you're taking uh, and anything that you can take in capsule form is much easier to transport across borders and through airports. Um, so just keep that in mind. Also, um, eggs are a good source of fatty acids in general, but they're much higher in omega-6 than omega-3. Um, so a typical uh, one single large egg has almost two grams of omega-6 in it. Um, so eggs are great. It's mostly in the yolk. Um, eggs are great for you, um, but if you're trying to keep your ratio of omega-3 high, uh, keep in mind that every egg you eat is going to require that you have, you know, about another 500 milligrams of omega-3 to counteract it. So for me, I eat three eggs a day. That's almost, it's about five and a half grams of, uh, of omega-6, I've got to counteract that. Um, ideally, if I want to get down to a two-to-one ratio um, with, um, with uh, almost three grams of omega-3, which is very difficult to do. To get three grams of omega-3, I've got to eat six ounces of salmon every single day, if that's the only way I was getting it, six ounces of salmon just to counteract the eggs that I eat. Um, so start to learn your ratios um, and start to learn which foods are good for you when it comes to omega-3 um, or bad for you when it comes to omega-6 content. And then if you have to um, complement that with, with supplementation. Um, now, why is omega-3 important? Why is omega-6 bad? Um, omega-6 isn't necessarily bad, but too much of it in relation to omega-3 um, can cause problems. Here's, uh, this is a paper from, 
uh, from a publication called Stat Pearls, and this is just a paper written on um, omega-3 fatty, fatty acids, and it is, um, uh, it's not a medicine analysis, but it's, um, it's basically a, a review um, of studies. Uh, it was last updated January 17th, 2023, so it's very, very recent. Um, and these are some of the things that omega-3s can help with. Um, cardiovascular disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, depression, visual and neurological brain development, uh, maternal health during pregnancy, conditions benefiting from prebiotics, um, heart failure, invertebral disc generation, uh, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, um, de maternal depression, menopausal night sweats, rheumatoid arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, <laughs> uh, asthma, periodontal disease, epilepsy, diabetic retinopathy, um, efficacy, tolerability, and side effects of chemotherapy, premenstrual syndrome, and non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So this is one of those sort of super beneficial fatty acids that we don't get enough of um, that causes a multitude of health benefits if you can get enough of them. Also, I highlighted here that I think it's very important to understand that if you are a bit of a fitness um, fanatic and you want to get more out of your workouts, um, they talk here about with a bunch of citations, so you can look up the actual studies if you want. Um, but they say more specifically, study participants showed an increase in lean muscle mass, decreased fat mass, an increase in resting metabolic rate, increased energy expenditure during exercise, and increased fat oxidation both during rest and exercise. So, if you didn't before, now you know. Get more omega-3 in your diet. If you have any questions, reach out to us anytime. I hope you found this episode uh, helpful. And as always, if you were like me and you were living most of your life away from home, I hope you are not only surviving, but thriving, even when you are out of your element. Until next time.